I can remember quite a lot actually. It was Saturday, and we we always do two official practice sessions before qualifying, so uh, everything was going quite nicely, and everyone sort of getting psyched up for qualifying, and and you really go out all guns blazing and and try and get as much heat into the tire as possible, especially in those sorts of conditions where it was it really was absolutely soaking wet that day and we're, we're about 10 minutes into the session everything going okay and I aquaplane on a bit of water that, that just put me across uh, a grass field and then actually that that grass field rejoined the circuit further round. and as I as it rejoined the circuit uh, it ripped off the splitter off my car and that um, basically that sort of caused oil to go all over the circuit and the mixture of rainwater and oil just meant it was a nice rink and um, the accident's been caused by people not seeing that oil and, and, and hitting me at, at one of the fastest points on the circuit. And that was quite a big story at the time, you know, every, you know all over the national papers, you know, everybody that was there had seen what had happened. And afterwards, I believe you were treated at James Cook Hospital in Middlesbrough and you spent time in a coma. Yeah. How scary a thought is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, I was, I was going to say, I mean, it's, the whole point of of last year was to try and get as much profile as we could and uh, it certainly wasn't the way we were aiming to get it but the James Cook Hospital was absolutely incredible when you're in that process and you're in that mindset sort of fear doesn't doesn't factor in because obviously everything happens at such speed it's such a shock you're then medicated to such an extent that to be honest I, I didn't really have a clue what was going on and I was away with the fairies for about two weeks but the care and the support that both the well that I had and my family had and and the race team as well you know the ambulance staff um, and the air ambulance and the medical staff were even looking after my team manager and people like that at the hospital when they were waiting for my diagnosis and, and that was sort of until midnight that they found out what actually happened so and my family weren't even there my family were down in Cambridge and they were at a wedding actually and they found out through social media someone sent it to them and they went up to Middlesbrough thinking that uh, I'd just broken my collarbone so it was it was a bit a bit of a shock for them, and I think actually I prefer it to be that way. I'd rather them not have done that journey knowing the state I was actually in. Because it was quite an ordeal that you went through, really. But obviously, since that day, it seems to me, and from what you've said as well, that things have got quite a lot better for you. So, what's life been like since the crash? Because I know you've got physio and you've got a job and things like that. Yeah, um, it's been a strange experience, but um, it, it's sort of been one real positive leap to another, and 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 I think so much of that is down to you know, a, a really good friend circle that have supported me all the way. The the, the team I was racing for, Motorbase, being fantastic and, and sort of the touring car community really coming around and the messages I had, you know, when you're in that situation and it's all pretty dark in hospital and there's not much going on and, you know, it's just sort of the, the injuries you've got to think about. It, each message really gives you a lift. So, We've come a long way, and and I work with Lucy Haith, who's my physio, and she's from Gamlingay, and and she sets very high standards for what she expects. She used to work with the Royal Ballet School in London, so she's used to dealing with people that have trauma to the legs and around that area, which is one of the areas I had a lot of trauma. So she's worked to getting my ankles back to full extension, and the same with my my legs and my pelvis, because there's a lot of pedal techniques that, that you need and you need good flexibility as well as strength to, to get the most brake pressure and things like that out of the car so that's been something I've really enjoyed and she's been just fantastic throughout the whole process so I owe a lot to her as well so so my friends and my race team my family and, and my physio really have been the way we've sort of made such strides forward. It's my understanding too that you came home just weeks after the crash how emotional was that? Yeah, yeah, it was um, 
that was a big thing. Well, actually, the most emotional bit was, um, I think we must have been in the James Cook Hospital for about three to four weeks. I think we came back early July, to, and, and actually it was the, I love Cambridge bits, I've always, I've grown up here and spent my life around Cambridge, and um, to, to just look out from Adam Brooks Hospital over um, Hills Road and being sort of that feeling of back home after, you know, James Cook was fantastic, great hospital, but you know, just being back in Cambridge was was uh, a real, yeah. That that was certainly an emotional point. When you think back to the crash, is there a part of you that thinks, mm. you know, has a sense of relief that you're still here and recovering and, and on the road to make a comeback? Yeah, I can remember a lot of the accident. Obviously, I understand how fortunate I've been, but um, because because of the lack of memory of pain, that there's a sort of ignorance of how serious it was. I think. I think just. I've got very vague memories of hallucinations and that sort of thing over the 14 days that I was unconscious in the coma for. But you know, as as to, I understand from the medics, the touring car medics are there at each event, and the extraction team that took me out are there at, at every event, and um, they explained to me and the other drivers who they had to cut out afterwards the sort of levels of pain we were in and how we were reacting and that sort of thing. And that was all news to all three of us that got cut out of the cars. We didn't we didn't know. The, the the pain we're in so i think i think the you know it's, it's probably an ignorance in the way in a way that that makes me feel that um you know not not as terrified by the accident it's more a, a dim and distant memory that that seems a lot more than than just seven months ago but uh, I, I don't know i'm i'm taking that as a good thing i don't really want to remember it i don't think no it's understandable because a lot of people going through a similar sort of ordeal or have been through similar things would probably say the same but you've talked about a comeback mm. on what scale are we talking about here well, well it was my first year in touring cars and um it was uh obviously the most high profile thing i've done and, and up to that point um we were having a difficult year as a team with the Fords. Uh, all the people running Fords were. They just couldn't quite get on top of the tyre last year. But I'd just got in the top ten and, and um, things were starting to look really strong. And there is a big feeling from my sponsors and myself that, that we'd love to, to sort of show what we could do there. But, you know, I've, I've got to be realistic. And it's, you know, we're very lucky to have shredded wheat on board last year. And it's an incredibly expensive side of the sport touring cars. And, and in the racing I've done so far, I've been able to be a professional driver for an amateur who you know they they do the first half of the race and then they do a pit stop and we and the professional drivers get in and finish and I've very fortunately got to that level with the dream of getting to Le Mans so I feel that as I've got a reputation still in that area if I can um, make a bit of a comeback back in GT racing and hopefully just uh, continue where I left off there that would be something that I'd be immensely satisfied with. Yeah what about the Touring Cars Championship will we be seeing you that back there again in 2018 or are you going to sort of wait a bit longer to come back onto that? I would I'd jump at an opportunity there you know end of last year there there was the the potential option of doing it with with shredded wheat again uh, I'm I'm certainly I'm not going to be doing it this year in the future I'd I'd love to but to be honest it's got to be dependent on the level of funding and and that is just you know that's the be all and end all with with touring cars for getting a drive every every driver on there is bringing a budget and dependent on how well sponsored you are means you know how much budget you've got to go racing and i'm just not at a level where i'm well known enough really to to have the sort of budget to to keep doing touring cars every year you know i I can race professionally in gt cars and take a little bit of money home at at the end of a weekend whereas you know you're spending scary amounts of your sponsor's money on touring cars and then to have an accident like that at the end of it all is is something i don't want to put my sponsors through so you know there, there are a number of factors but but sadly 
as it as it always is with motorsport, it's it's really financial reasons that stop me from going back. Now your comeback has taken an awful lot of character. I'm sure a lot of people would echo that as well. It's taken a lot of strength for you to come back to this point as well. What's been the key to your recovery, other than the things you've kind of mentioned there already? Well, I, th- I think that the freak nature of the accident, I-, I can completely understand if some listeners would say that it's foolish to come back after an accident like that, but, but the freak nature of the accident, the fact that um, it was the, the, the conditions, the way the, the oil was going onto the circuit on a blind corner in, in that circumstance, you know, I, I, I feel completely justified in wanting to come back racing, something that not just my generation but my father and my grandfather before that we've we've always been into our racing and i think it is one of those sports i was fortunate to play rugby at regional level as a as a teenager and that sort of thing when i couldn't race and you see it in rugby as well it's, it's something that just burns in you and a passion to do it and that's been completely unchanged since the accident that's one of the things i was most nervous about getting back in a race car was am i not going to be able to do the instinctive uh, reactions and the sort of last minute moves and outbreaking maneuvers that that I could before and I'm relieved to say so far the pace still seems to be there and that that ability to disengage brain is still there as well Um, so hopefully that that will continue and I'll, I'll sort of start from where I left off in the summer again. Well, thank you very much indeed for your time, Luke, and thanks for talking to us so openly about the experience, because obviously it is probably still very fresh in your mind and, and quite an ordeal, so thank you so much for talking so openly about it. We wish you very well with the recovery, and we look forward to seeing you in professional racing again this year, hopefully all being well. That's very kind of you. Thank you very much.